Hey, what, what, what's going on? Where am I? Um, hey, Nick. Yeah, sorry. I invited you to do a podcast. Do, what? Do you remember? Who am I? Sorry, who am I speaking to um, right now? It's me, Phil, your old pal, Phil. 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 Phil kilometers? Phil miles. No, Phil miles. Philip Phil George. miles? Yeah, Philip George miles. Oh, my God. Philip George miles? The not the celebrity Philip George Miles. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the Twitter handle. What is it? Philip GM George Miles. <laughs> PGM dot dot Phil dot Miles. Miles dot PGM. Yeah, that's me. Tweet. That's me. Yeah. So you've seen me oh my, tweet a couple times, I'm sure. Uh yeah. No, I. Well, I've been following you. I didn't know that we were so well acquainted. Um, what? Hang so on, we, Phil, what what year is it? What's going on? Okay, it's 2020. Um, look, I'm not gonna lie. We need to make money. Okay. We yeah, need to that's bring the true. podcast back. Uh, yeah, I agree. Things See? are a little desperate over yeah. here. And I left the podcast uh, hosting service up, and we owe thousands of dollars. <laughs> Podbean, we owe Podbean money. They have been. I have been getting a lot of threatening letters from Podbean. And Nick, I know you don't remember, and I never visited you in the hospital, but I heard about what happened. And so uh, someone told, yeah, I mean, someone told me that I got hit over the head by a rotary valve flugelhorn during a, a critical mass bike rally at Queen and Bathurst in 2016. So I assume that Hillary Clinton is the president of the United States right now. Well, um, no, Donald Trump is the president. Oh no! Okay, I don't want to talk about that. Never mind. No, we don't. We never talked about politics, anyways. And well, no. But, you know, <laughs> there's other things I have to tell you. Okay, what else is going? What else is? So, when's you, the, I mean, what we do these pot these podcasts. What are they about? What's this whole pot? Is this thing the flick with Phil and Nick? Is that what we're doing right now? Yeah, do, do you remember? Does it ring a bell? I rem- well, I mean, I know that we did uh, 16 episodes over the course of a few years, but it's, uh, I thought it was, I thought you and I were not on speaking terms. We've made up though, everything's cool. Well, you've just learned from a speech therapist how to talk again. Oh my and God. I'm hoping you can still uh, sing. You haven't sang in four years ever since oh my- the accident. I used to be a singer. That's right. Yeah, and I've devoted myself entirely to gamelan music this time. Well, but I could use my voice. Yeah, you can. You have a you had a beautiful voice. We'll have to see what it sounds like now. Uh, who knows? Um, but basically, what we're gonna do? Well, after the accident, and I was standing on top of um, uh, where was I when I wa- was watching the accident? What's that restaurant on Queen Street? Uh, Queen and Bathurst, the cheap food, the Java House. I was on the Java House patio, <laughs> and I saw just a flash of I, everyone was naked on these bicycles, and yeah. um, 
it was also like another- one thing I do remember is that you were a huge pervert and you always showed up whenever there were nudists and you took a lot of photos and video. I had my trench coat on and I was watching the critical mass uh, bike rally and then they were being led by a, some sort of brass band and you, you got hit in the head and I just freaked out and ran away and I want to apologize and just say uh, it's good to have you back. That's okay. What we really need to do is figure out who in town plays a rotary valve flugelhorn. There's got to be only six or seven guys, right? Yeah, we're going to put out the message to our thousands of podcast listeners um, and uh, hopefully we'll get an answer for that. Um, The only thing I remember is that he had big nipples. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) This is very true. Um, There was also, um, do you remember anything about this podcast? Uh, Just that it was a huge hit. And then after I heard that after... I left because of the accident that you became a world famous celebrity. Uh, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't really think that you'd want to have anything to do with me, Phil. I mean, well, I put know, out a lot of such your, a long time ago. Well, you know, the podcast kind of took off and I just changed it to sing the flick with Phil. <laughs> and, uh, it got really, got really popular. Um, each episode was about five minutes long and, you know, I just, I just sang, uh, movie titles. I went on IMDb and just kind of went down the list. Um, and saying most of the user reviews from IMDb, but now they've closed that as well. And I'm struggling to find out what, you know, to do. And so I've decided to bring back Sing the Flick with Phil and Nick. And right. um, you're Nick. Because I, si- I signed that terrible contract you gave me back in 2010. I have no choice but to do this, is what yeah. you're telling me. Pod we owe Podbean a lot of money. All those fake shout outs we gave were getting sued by Moosehead. <laughs> oh my god. I don't have an apartment. The, Fre- the Fredericton Mafia. <laughs> I don't have I don't have an apartment anymore after our last um one of our episodes with uh I think we did the Sylvester Stallone movie, First Blood. Do you remember that? Uh, it's been a long time, Phil, and I've come a long way. Well, we, I don't even remember why I got into this whole thing. We had to get helicopter sounds, and then we brought a helicopter into my apartment, and it just tore apart everything. So now, if you'll notice, we're underneath a tarp on my patio, and we're both freezing. And look, it's, things are bad, okay? And you did a, an amazing impression of Sylvester Stallone and he is mad he is so mad right now so he's kind of on our ass too and I had I don't know what to do I don't know what movie to do I I don't know what's going on so wait what are Sylvester Stallone's terms uh that'll get him off our back legally like if we do a, if we do a podcast of another one of his films and he keeps all the revenue, will he uh, leave us alone? He's he kind of mumbles a lot, but it's something he just said something about money, and he said <laughs> more about me. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think this is Sylvester Stallone. Oh god! Okay. On, on the, on don't the tell the phone right now. 
don't tell him you're talking to me, okay? You know, like, uh, hi, Sylvester. I'm here with Phil Miles, Philip George what Miles, who <laughs> he says he wants to talk to you, Phil. Okay. Okay, put him on the phone. Nick, why did you say that? You're such an idiot. I'm sorry. He's so bossy. Okay, he's put him so, on the phone. Just, a... just put him on the phone. <laughs> hi, Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, Sylvester, can you back back away from the mic a little bit? Okay, uh, Phil, he uh, he texted me just now after he hung up and said uh, that yeah, that'd be fine if we did a podcast of one of his films. He'd be perfectly content and he'd leave us alone, and he'd actually uh, add us to the Planet Hollywood mailing list. Okay. So, great. That's amazing. He's so well-spoken on text. That's what I don't understand. I know. Well, he's got that road scholarship thing and it's, yeah, it's really quite, he's a very impressive man. And also um, shout out to uh, HGH. We're going to be doing some human growth hormone um, today. Okay, uh, great. Yes. I yeah. Cause, that. cause he was saying that he saw us in, in his computer and I don't know if he understands like, how screens work, but he said that we're much smaller than his hand. And anyone who talks about him has to be at least roughly his size. So he's about, I think he's about five foot four. So we have a lot of growing to do, uh, Phil. So, well, um, and I think it's going to help with your vocal cords, which were destroyed. Yeah. Cause I need to grow bigger, uh, vocal cords. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Is there kind of we left the audience, I guess, hanging, so to speak. I don't know anything about Sylvester Stallone other than Rambo: First Blood. Okay, so I um, before the accident, um, I had seen ooh, pretty much all of his movies. Um, some of my favorites include uh, Fist, which is uh, he plays a a, a corrupt uh, union leader. Uh, uh, I've I've seen all the Rockies. I feel like they're a bit trod over. Although, like, I think Rocky Four is the one where he gets a robot butler, which would be pretty dope. But uh, I still don't know if we should do a Rocky movie because it's kind of played out. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, our fans, you know, they were with us for so long and they're expecting more content and then just, like, a blow to the head. We just left them wondering what was next. Okay. Um, so I don't know if there's any films that we can do to kind of say that we're... we're um, well, our fans, maybe we could do the Expendables because uh, who gives a shit about them, right? Is well, that no, the no, attitude on, you want? Mike. I'm going to have, I'll edit this out, but no, we'll definitely, oh, okay. come on, there are fans. What about something about a cliff, <laughs> like a cliff bar or something? Is there like... Yeah, because everyone needs nutrition. They need yeah. shelf-stable stuff in these current times. Cliff ha- um, hanger, hanger, like... You know, sometimes I feel like I am at the end of a rope and I'm falling, and that you are the one uh, uh, hand that lifts me from the chasms Well, below. you know, Nick, sorry, I'm just um, Googling right now. I think I'm, I'm seeing, I Googled <laughs> Cliffhanger and Sylvester Stallone, and you know what, it turns out there's a movie there's a, Cliffhanger, and I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Um, I saw it before the accident. Um, I did write, uh, a brief um, master's thesis on cliffhanger and um, yeah, I read uh, that. Mo- yeah. Yeah. So most of it is just about uh, skin treatments and um, how uh, Vaseline was used in the early nineties to um, kind of inspire 
toxic masculinity. Um, okay. But um, I didn't actually watch the movie when I wrote the paper. I just based it off of a poster that I saw. So, okay. so um, that's why it was so brief. Yeah, it was only 60, 70 pages. Okay. Um, yeah. Most um, of it was just quotes. Um, okay. Yeah. From the movie. So, yeah. So what what's the deal? What do we do on this podcast exactly? So, so we're going to do cliffhanger. So we got to get Sly off our back. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to run at least 10 hours of ads right after this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we owe lots of money. You don't understand. We're going to go set up the projector in my back alley. Yep. Uh, we're going to watch Cliffhanger together. Uh-huh. And after we watch the movie and the audience pauses the podcast, we're going to come and talk about it, you know, just briefly and talk about what the song might be about. And and then we are, you and me, we're going to write what? a song together. What? Yeah. And then we're going to put that song at the end of this podcast. Phil, that sounds really hard. There, can, it is. Can we really get some? Hard. Is, is there someone we can get to help with this? Like maybe, um, maybe uh, movie and music stars uh, Russell Crowe. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised you remember him. Well, he he just won't go away. Uh, yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I think we can get him, and you know, any other people who that are in there, we can probably get. Um. So yeah. Okay. So we'll get someone to do most of the. We'll just perform it, but like a bunch of really talented people will write it, and that's why it'll be so impressive because you'll hear it and go like, "Wow!" Like only really famous people could write something this good. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll get like you're... Hugh Jackman, okay. kind of any of people like that. Russell. Crow. Everyone from Les Mis. Everyone from Les Mis. Russell yeah. Crowe, Hugh Jackman, um, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, James uh, Duty Dench. Ros- Rosario Dawson. Idris Elba. Um, and a lot of cats. Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, exactly. Shia, Shia LaBeouf is going to help write it. So um, that's what's going to happen. We've had a lot of those people on this podcast before, actually. So I'll just message them and, um, well, let's get started. I've um, almost got the projector set up. Let's go to the back and let's watch the movie. Okay, so um, I have checked, and this is available for streaming on... Um, what's the red and black one, Phil? It's called... Um, uh, it's called Flugelhorn to the Head? Yeah, I think it's actually called Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, so, so what you, you have stream to stream it on Netflix. Yeah, I, you can I, stream it on Netflix. So you just um, send them a message. They're going to mail you the DVDs. Uh, and then in about a week... Uh, you'll have the DVDs and you can watch it. So what we advise you to do now uh, when we finish this first section is mail it for the DVDs. When the DVDs come in, watch the movie. And then the next section after you pause is going to be us discussing the film. Is that right, Phil? Yeah, I'm exactly. a little re- I'm a little rusty here. Yeah. Okay, no, you're, great. you're doing great. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, um, thanks. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. And uh, I'm excited to remind you of how the rest of the process works after the yeah. movie. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I'm so humbled that you've still involved me in this after all your successful albums you released under my name. Well, Nick, I gotta be honest. I'm not the celebrity you think I am. That's, this is... But more, but more about that after the break. 
Okay. Bye, everybody. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited. Bye. Enjoy Cliffhanger. Enjoy Cliffhanger. Yeah. Or will we? What? No, we will. I want to know what it's like. I want to be in my own movie. I want to be a star. Wow, that was a great movie, Nick. I'm cold. Do you want to go back up to the tarp? Back up to, I thought we were under, oh yeah, we were in the alleyway watching it on the projector screen and uh, now maybe we'll go back up the tarp to warm up is what you're saying. We have a little lean to up there. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, So something happened during the film. It was such a nonstop action thrill ride that um, I jerked my head back and I hit it on a brick wall and all my amnesia is gone. I remember everything that transpired since 2016. Uh, and Phil, I got to say, I'm having a bit of a rough time. It was good to watch this film and take my mind off things. Oh, man. Was it ever? I mean, I don't know about you, but I was um, pretty tense the whole time. Uh, you know, just from the get-go, we had a lot of beautiful cinematography. And um, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, great film. Yeah, so... Um, I was thinking about it when we were watching it and it felt kind of like watching Titanic, but instead of being in the bottom of the ocean, you're at the very top of the sky. So it had all those elements like the sweeping. There's a love story. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of loss. Instead of people drowning, they like fall down really far. It's like the opposite. So yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. And I I was, when I was watching it, I was like, man, this is almost the exact same movie as Rambo because it's like, by the way, folks, for those of you listening, this is a this is a spoiler zone. Like we've watched the movie, we're discussing the having watched the movie. So there's, I mean, you really like most people know what happens in the first five minutes of the movie, where you know he drops the lady, and after that, the film is just different ways that people almost drop. Um, they were some of them were pretty creative, though. I got to say, like uh, I like the way that different people fell really far, or almost fell really far, or the imminent threat of falling really far. Or the Did you have any um, murder? Oh my god! Yeah, the yeah. stalactite murder was incredible. Like, yeah. um, I mean, everyone looked. Sylvester Stallone must have been really cold um, the whole time. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm glad he ended up being okay. And it was quite the abrupt ending. You know, a, a lot of. Um, a lot of details from this film felt really familiar as a Stallone movie. Like I was watching it and I'm like, wait a second. So this guy, you know, he's kind of like got PTSD from something that happened on this job. And now there's an emergency and he's being pulled back in. I'm like, this is the plot from Rambo. And I looked it up and he did write, I knew that he wrote the screenplay for um, uh, Rocky, but he also wrote the screenplay for Rambo and for this movie. So it kind of gives you the idea that Stallone has, a bit of a formula that he likes to apply. Um, and some of the banter that uh, they had in this movie was like really funny. Oh, yeah. Like um, when, when they're in the first like little bit where they're like, everyone's chirping at each other and they're all rock climber people and it's not a big deal. There's this old guy, Frank, who flies the helicopter, who I want to talk about Frank a little bit later. But he has this one line. I wrote it down. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, someone talked shit to frank and he was like it'll take a heap more than that rock jock so it's pretty hard to get frank off his game well i'm gonna start calling people rock jocks a lot more 
Well, Phil, you're a bit of a rock jock, right? Like you have some experience with bouldering and I was you always rock enjoyed jock. rock climbing. Yeah, but I haven't been in a while. I'm certainly not a rock jock anymore. More of a, yeah. So as far as your knowledge and from all the mountains that you've climbed, yes, is this film roughly accurate to your experience as a rock climber? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think okay. the consensus with most mountain climbers and rock climbers is that it is actually mostly what it's like. Yeah. Um, you know, just like kind of like, you know, climbing and t-shirts, even though it's cold, like you don't want to get too hot, you know? Yeah. Yep. And like, cause those rocks tend to be really hot cause they're in the sun all day. Um, yep. and, uh, so stuff like that, like, you know, a lot of people probably don't realize. Um, but yeah, and I actually Googled it and it, <laughs> this is actually based on a true story. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't know that. Well, Sylvester Stallone wrote it with someone else. Um, yeah, I know he wasn't the only screenwriter, but I didn't so know the other was, uh... screenwriter. I, I guess uh, look it up. You can look this up at home. This is true. It's based on a true story, and I believe that. And there's tons of videos. Uh, I think MythBusters did an episode on Cliffhanger. Okay. And, um, yeah, they were all true. Um, the hardest part was actually catching the bunny to put the. Um, you know, the GPS sort of tracker thing on. Um, but uh, yeah, so other than that, it's, you know, pretty standard type of stuff. So I, I, the, I'm glad you mentioned the bunny because, so um, if you'll recall folks, there's like uh, a GPS tracker on the cases of money stuck in the woods and Stallone knows the guy's coming. So he sticks the tracker on the bunny rabbit and then the guy's like, can't find the tracker because it's running all over the place that exact scene happened in total recall which was released maybe like three or four years prior stallone pull or not stallone arnold schwarzenegger pulls a uh, a tracking device out of his nose and right. sticks it in a candy bar and then a rat eats the candy bar i guess it swallows the tracker and then the guys are same thing they're like shooting so it's like this movie like it kind of like plays with a lot of fun variations on like pretty uh, solidified action themes, but I got to say that there was only one or two of them that I thought were a little bit like, mm, you know, like most of them were really well done. The, all the practical explosion stuff really paid off. Like they didn't overuse that. Um, oh yeah, no, it was, it was I, fantastic. And a lot of good. It's also just airplane scenes, which I don't see anymore. I don't see. The yeah. Thoughts, you know, I don't know. It just looks good. One thing I'm thinking at the beginning, we, we were talking about this, is like, you know, they get into this thing where there's a helicopter and they stick a line into a spike on the ground and they all got to climb horizontally across to this helicopter. Yeah, that's, that's actually a lot more common than you think. Um, is it a thing? Because yeah, it seemed yeah. to me like they're all wearing harnesses. Why not just tie a fucking rope to it and pull the rope up? We even saw that there was a winch on that thing in a later scene that easily would pull up the weight of a person. Like, well, I don't, yeah, I just did. No, is that a, is that a thing? Well, what people don't know is did you check the, when you were on the forums, when you're on the rock climbing forums today, did they talk about how that's no, that's standard practice? Yeah. Well, it's people, people don't know. It's pretty easy actually going up a mountain. It's hard. Oh, okay. Down. And, um, right. Yeah. So, it's actually pretty common in a lot of um, places to have a helicopter. Like if you go to like El Capitan, 
Like, did you watch that free climbing video? Uh, No, I don't watch anything about climbing. It's really common for a helicopter. I actually hate climbing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's it's awful. I think it's it's just really unethical. Yes, this is true. It does a lot of damage to the rock, and like the amount of fossil fuels for all the helicopters that need to fly up constantly to get people is just absurd. Well, I I also just like you know, um, if you have the ability to climb up a rock, uh, couldn't you go volunteer at a soup kitchen? That's my thinking. That's kind of why I stopped doing it. Yeah, because you were so busy with your volunteering schedule and it was compromising it, right? Like you want to contribute to your community. You don't want to just be like some selfish man with a bum leg sitting on the top of a rock with your girlfriend who's about to die, right? Like, Well, well, that's what I thought. And like, you know, your hands become so strong at a certain point that you could be ladling soup like faster than anyone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, you're right. It's a very selfish thing to do. And I, that's kind of why I um, stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, great point. And I think that's why this is the last movie about rock climbing ever. Yeah, there, there was something, um, who was it? Um, Barbara Bush, she made this big public campaign after this film. Yeah, um, and they haven't done because she was all about preserving national parks, and she's really sick of people hammering little nails into things. Right. Yeah. Um, and know? that's like another. Yeah, totally a big thing. You know, rocks obviously are known to be living creatures. And, and stuff yeah. Like so that. that's why her um her daughter Kate came up with a song that was just about raising awareness that you can just you don't have to climb up a rock; you can just run like up a hill or whatever. It's oh right, fun. Kate Bush. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, Kate W. Bush. Yeah. Right, Kate. H W. I always get. Yeah, Kate H W. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, excellent Um, point. I'm I'm glad you mentioned uh, grip because that was like, so my wife and I have this joke where like whenever you're watching a movie, and there's a scene where there's like a person hanging from a ledge, and basically the entire contingency of this whole plot hangs on like an average person being able to do the equivalent of like maybe like a pull up or maybe like. 20 pull-ups like you know to pull themselves because like i don't know about you but like i can't really do like a pull-up like you might be able to do one i can um, do five yeah you know you're 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 like a, a bit uh leaner i than was a I, rock I jock. i'm a bit of a big yeah. boy yeah yeah you're a rock jock so you as a rock jock who's like climbed a bunch of mountains can do like five yeah. so the one thing i liked about this movie it was the one film i'd seen where like the grip component kind of made sense because stallone is like the best climber and the fact that he can like hang on to shit while it's like swinging around. And like, it's the one time where you're watching a film where like, first of all, the, the guy's grip is a big part of the story and it still actually like fails occasionally. Like I thought that like the story of Stallone's grip, the way that they like revisited like the fall later on with his girlfriend, when she's like, maybe going to fall and they kind of pull, you know what I mean? Like there's, the other thing is that like when, when his buddy's girlfriend is like going to fall, he drops her. But when his girlfriend is going to fall, he doesn't drop her. And I thought that was interesting that maybe love is what truly strengthens your grip most of all. Oh, yeah. I think that's what he was you trying to get across. you think that's true, Phil, in your yeah. experience? Well, I mean, you just need to watch this film and you kind of see that. Yeah. Obviously, that's what Sylvester Stallone's big point was, you know. Um, that's why when he tried to help yeah. that other uh, woman at the beginning, 
she died because yeah. they didn't love each other and you know that's also pretty common yeah that's why you know you only you like she go. she kissed him on the lips like right before but it was as a joke yeah and that hurt his feelings which weakened his grip I exactly think. yeah no yeah. it's he's he's working he's a really he's a genius and this movie just goes to show that and i can't wait to write a song about this. I mean, we, yeah, got, love, um, we got action, we got uh, helicopters, but we can't get any helicopter sounds anymore, obviously, because of the damage. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about John Lithgow for one second too. Oh yeah, he I was forgot amazing. about him. Yeah. I um, actually like, because of his like transatlantic accent and third rock from the sun, I actually thought that he was British. But then when I saw him in this film, it became very obvious that he is in fact not yeah, British. Yeah, I was like trying to remember <laughs> if he was British or like there's that snobby American accent mixed with yeah. like, a British accent. Yeah, Eric Quarnine or something. What was his name? Yeah, I don't quite, quite, quailer, quailer, quailude or something. It doesn't. Yeah. He was a good bad yeah. guy. Yeah, Eric. Uh, Rick, than I remember Ricky. Ricky Quay. Ricky Ludes. Ricky Ludes. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So Ricky Ludes was his. Yeah, that's what they called him. Yeah. So that was pretty incredible. I mean, uh, he also was a little bit heavier in this film. You know? Did you notice that? Like fatter? You mean? I think so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, he was a younger man, and he was probably more of his meat he's potatoes the same, stage of his career. Yeah, he's always yeah, he's same. one of those guys that's like been fifty-five for thirty years. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, I wanted to there, there. There's two other things I wanted to. They're kind of connected that I just wanted to like bring on. Is like, I think that I might have realized that like 1993 is maybe my favorite era for style because everyone looked amazing in this film. All oh, yeah. the outfits were incredible like f- from stallone's like hunting jacket to his like really high brimmed forest ranger hat to uh the girls funny like high-waisted jumpsuits and like their snow jackets oh, i was just look- all about it yeah everyone- yeah everyone looked amazing and and one thing that really brought it for me was like the the government guy agent travers who like uh, was part of the the yeah. scam, you know, like I got to say, I love like seeing a bald guy, like with his hair on the sides. No one does that anymore. You know, like know. It was if they go bald, they kind of shave all their hair. And like, I like, I like that other bit of hair mm-hmm. and I like to see that. And yeah. I think that he looks great. Like yeah, his he, mustache he cut, looks great too. Like, yeah. It's like he has a, it's sort of like he has kind of like mustache, like all over the sides of his head around the back and stuff. Like yeah. I think it's a really, really powerful look. And I, I would encourage any of our listeners at home who are um, who are going bald, especially if they've kind of reached that real zenith of baldness where you're like totally, you know, bald at the top. Keep that stuff on the side. Let it grow out a bit. You know, I yeah, think it's a good great. look. Oh no, and get that mustache nice it, and it, thick. You know, like like be proud of what you got. Like like sell your sell yourself. You know, I think it's an amazing look. Um, and yeah, yeah, 1993 is like where it's at, my man. Like, whew. Everyone looked amazing. So, oh, stellar. Phil, what are your thoughts about the song? What are we going to do? What do you want to do? Well, I mean, we're going to have to find out. And you know what? I kind of want to keep this a, a ultra surprise for the fans. Like, I don't even have, a, you know. Yeah. I don't have a, 
I don't have a freaking clue what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's got to be good because this, this podcast has got to move uh, digital units and we need those streams. So it's going to be. A oh new- yeah. Cause Podbean, what do we owe Podbean? Like $30,000 or something? It's like, a lot, it's a lot more than that. We owe them a lot of money. Yeah. It's oh, about. Phil. It's about, yeah. That isn't it in my, is it, it's in my email, isn't it? No, I've oh been, my God. it's been coming out of um, my account. Yeah. I'm an overdraft for $40,000. <laughs> it's bad. And that's a know, lot of beans, boy. That's yeah, a lot I, of beans. And I told them they could just cancel it, but they said they couldn't for some reason. I don't know. It's really confusing. Uh, Podbean, if you're listening, please <laughs> give me my money back. But, um, and, uh, you know, it, it, we we got to get going on this song. It's going to be fantastic, though. So I can't wait to see what we cook up. Yeah, me too. Hey, one quick note on yeah. social isolation, you know, just to be a bit on, on the nose. Uh, uh, in the first act of the film, we see uh, Frank, the old helicopter pilot, and he's in like the, uh, the cabin with his little crew of two other people. And he's an artist, and he's trying to sell his paintings. And uh, I just want to encourage all of you people um, even if you're as untalented and likely suffering from early onset dementia, like Frank, mm-hmm. keep doing, keep doing it, keep doing your stuff because um, somebody later in the film, Hal offers to buy one of his paintings basically as a favor for him if he agrees to pick him up in the helicopter. So it's all about like bartering in this yeah. emerging economy. So, you know, like I climb a rock and, you know, Phil gives me a new pair of shoelaces because he doesn't want to go up there anymore. You know, that's exactly. the kind of stuff we need to be doing for each other, like come together as a community. And I think that's what we're going to try and get through to this with this song. So I just want to say, like, it's really great to be back. Um, memories of the last three and a half years are really swelling to the forefront for me and I'm pretty emotional. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a lot of stuff to digest. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone is, yeah, if anyone is like in Ottawa now and they're riding around in a critical mass bike rally and they've got a valve uh, flugelhorn uh, and they want to just give me one extra crack on the head, um, I might be amenable to that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And we'll get back and do this again in four years. You know what I mean, Phil? But uh, today's about today. Let's uh, let's, let's complete get, let's, this let's uh, this grand task that we've. Uh, All right. Thank you very much for listening, folks. And here comes the song. Sweet. Two, three, four. Take my hand, no matter what you won't fall. Got stuck on the top and gave the rock jobs a call. I know this mountain like the back of my hand. No matter where you fall, I'll catch you where you land. No matter what comes our way, oh, don't you know I won't let you fall. And if you do, I feel real bad, cause you Race to the top, don't stop, keep on moving on, don't look down, everything is alright, don't need money, 
Just stick to the plan, this never would have happened. 